I don't care what you love about DFS, specifically MLB DFS, but whatever it is, we've got it for you tonight. We've got Scherzer versus Kershaw. We've got Coors Field. We've got Yankee Stadium. We got our first 15 game slate of the season. I cannot wait, Mike McClure. Yeah, this is going to be a fun slate. Like you said, you get anything you could possibly want. Coors Field, 15 games, a little tiny bit of weather. You've got it all. And that little bit of tiny bit of weather is, of course, out in Colorado. If you're new to baseball DFS, this is going to happen a lot this year where there are thunderstorms out in Denver. And the game looks like it's probably going to be okay, but we don't know for sure. This actually looks like it's kind of questionable, at least early in the day. My main take on this is, unless I think, unless I'm really confident the game's going to be called, I don't worry about it so much because we're not going to play pitchers at Coors and delays don't really bother hitters that much. Yeah, that's the one good thing about Coors Field. You're never, I can't say never, but you're typically not going to play a pitcher. You're definitely not on a 15 game slate. Uh, if it was a three or four game slate, you know, you might consider it, but. With a slate this large, I really don't think we have to worry much about the weather tonight because, like you said, it's not a lock to be postponed by any means. So with that game at Coors and the game in New York, we've got a lot of teams implied to score more than five runs tonight. The Yankees at the top at 5.3 going up against Marco Estrada. we got the Rockies at 5.1, the Cubs at 5, the Brewers at 5. Now there's another team that's going to be, and maybe you have a site, Mike, where it's showing – uh, a projected over-under. The Astros will be over five runs as well. I just don't have a line on them yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much over five, but they, they should be around five. Uh, the weather itself is pretty cold there tonight, so that might keep that number down a little bit. But they, they should be one of the top three to four in implied run total for sure. And I, I had a tough time in searching for a contrarian stack, if only because there are so many good offenses and good matchups on this slate that I think most will be contrarian, especially if Coors plays like everybody's going to play Coors. Everybody's going to play the Yankees. Everybody's going to play the Brewers and then everyone else is contrarian. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. You know, a lot of those teams and those implied run totals that you wouldn't think would be contrarian when you have 15 games on the slate, I uh, really just kind of pick the ones you like the most and don't worry about ownership outside of the Coors game and the Yankees really. Because you're going to get low enough ownership on everybody with 15 games. I will say, if you're looking for a cheap stack, because that's like if you're going to play an ace or two tonight, you're going to have to have one. And if you want a chunk of cores, you're going to have to have one. So the cheap stack that I like, the Marlins against Ulysse Chassin at Miller Park. It's a huge park factor bump for the Marlins. You've got Derek Dietrich and Justin Bohr in the top four of that order that are very cheap and pretty good against bad righties. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I'll even throw JT Real Muto in there, too. I think that he's a, a nice piece of that Marlin stack. Um, you know, If you're going for value, it's definitely the Marlins tonight, for sure. Now, last night, I, I, I buried the lead, really, because last night was a historic occasion. Scott White caught the first dong of his life. Yeah, we stacked the Mets. That didn't work out well, but one of them, Todd Frazier, did. Scott picked Frazier. He's still in last place, but no longer dongless. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that Scott caught his first dong. Uh, you know, nice call on Frazier there. We liked the Mets quite a bit yesterday. They did not deliver. Uh, but congratulations to Scott for getting on the board. So updated standings. Chris still in first at 1231. Adam with 1025. I've got 997. Mike at 700 and Scott at 393. 
and Scott is going out on a limb tonight. He gets first pick. He's taking Mac Williamson, just called up by the San Francisco Giants, going up against a mediocre left-handed pitcher. Williamson's always hit lefties pretty well. Only 2,600 on DraftKings. That's out there. Yeah, no, that's uh, it's an interesting pick. Um, you know, he certainly wasn't competing with anybody else on the show for that one. Yeah, he, it's funny that that's this is the time that he gets the first overall pick, and that's the pick that he makes. But you know what? I think Williamson is a good value play tonight. Chris, the rest of us all just picked on Miller Park. Chris took Justin Bohr for $3,000. I took Travis Shaw for 3800 And then Mike, Ryan Braun, I love playing him on FanDuel tonight, assuming he's in the lineup. He is expensive on DraftKings, 4600 Yeah, he is. Uh, I really like him. You know, the question is going to be, is he actually going to be in the lineup? He's still listed as questionable. Uh, had the pinch hit home run last night. I, I like him a lot here in this spot. Um, it is difficult to get him in on DraftKings, uh, depending on what you're wanting to do tonight. Um, and I know that, you know, look, Dong Chasers uses DraftKings pricing, but it's really more of a FanDuel play than anything for me. Uh, I do think he hits a home run. I will be playing him on FanDuel for sure. Perfect. BVP, there's a ton of it tonight, and there's some fun ones. Jose Abreu, 1361 OPS, five dongs, and 40 plate appearances against Justin Verlander. Mike, will you believe that Abreu owns Verlander? Uh, I won't believe it, but I'm not going to say that he shouldn't hit well against him. I mean, he's a great hitter, uh, but I, I don't I don't say that he owns Justin like Verlander. Like Billy Butler owned Verlander, right? Yeah, I guess so. And Salvador Perez kind of owns Verlander. I think yeah, you're not going to get me to admit that BVP is real. Ah, uh, you're kind of thinking it. Neil Walker, 10-11 OPS, two dongs and 29 plate appearances against Marco Estrada. He's dirt cheap. Good way to get a piece of Yankee Stadium tonight without paying the big bucks. Manny Machado, 23-17 OPS. He's 8 for 12 with three dongs against Trevor Bauer. Does Manny Machado own Trevor Bauer? Manny Machado does own Trevor Bauer, awesome. yes. Giancarlo Stanton, five for 14 with three dongs against Marco Estrada. But on the flip side, Brett Gardner, I think maybe fairly popular punt player or cheaper play, 473 OPS and 44 plate appearances against Estrada. Justin Smoke, somebody I really thought that I might be considering at first base, one of Mike's favorite first basemen. 498 OPS in 32 plate appearances against Sonny Gray. Bryce Harper, just for fun, one for 18 with 12 strikeouts against Kershaw. Does Clayton Kershaw own Bryce Harper? Clayton Kershaw owns Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball. And then A.J. Pollock, I think, could also be a popular outfield play. He's two for 17 versus Tyson Ross. That's interesting. Um, I... You know, I'm probably not playing A.J. Pollock tonight um, just because there's so many games. But I, I wouldn't shy away from him if you like the Diamondbacks. Okay, let's go position by position with the hitters. As soon as we talk about the pitchers, there's a ton of studs on this slate. Kershaw versus Scherzer. Ton of fun to watch. It's a game I want to have my eye on. But are you avoiding both of them? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, especially on FanDuel, where I think the win is worth a lot more to you. Um, you know, look, both of them have their win probability slashed pretty significantly by facing each other. Um, you know, if you try to remember and you watch Clayton Kershaw pitch, like, when was the last time he was only a minus 140 favorite? Um, you know, it's not something you feel good about at that price tag. So, yeah, I'm probably going to end up avoiding both of them, and, you know, in favor of Justin Verlander, but... 
man, it, it feels weird fading both of those guys. Well, and that's that was exactly what I had in my notes. I think Verlander is the top option on the slate, and it's just simply because of the W. Yeah, it's just because of the W, and the, you look, the White Sox are not good. I mean, this is the team that made Trevor Cahill look like, you know, one of the top five pitchers in Major League Baseball the other night. And as you said, it's going to be cold in Chicago, so I think we'll just lock him in, except I'm going to have a big chunk of one other starting pitcher that's not... Not a whole lot. I mean, he's a lot cheaper than Verlander, but not a lot cheaper than the next tier of starting pitcher. My contrarian pitcher of the day, Chris Archer, 8,800 on DraftKings, going up against the Minnesota Twins at home. He's been abysmal so far this season. Has not had a start yet where he gave up less than four runs. Has he made it? He's not had a start where he made it more than six innings. He's going to do both tonight, and he's going to strike out double digits, and he's going to get a win. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to how we liked Jake Arrieta last night. Uh, I really, same situation here. I like Archer. I think that he's definitely in a spot where he should be, you know, certainly performing a lot better than he has. Uh, you get him at home, really nice pitching environment there. So I'm all on board with Chris Archer tonight. Another fun pitching matchup, and I think you could you could go with either of these starters, but Trevor Bauer at Dylan Bundy. And it feels like these two have been connected. I don't know if they played together, but I know they kind of came up at the same time and they both had a lot of opinions on how they should pitch and long toss and all that. Um, and both pretty fun guys off the field, I think. Neither Cleveland or Baltimore's offense has been very good yet. Are you playing both of those guys, neither of them, or just Bundy? Um, Maybe just Bundy, but probably uh, not super interested in either guy, really, at this point. Um you know, I, I think there are a couple guys that I'd rather take flyers on. Uh, you know, one of them, Sonny Gray, I think is interesting. Um, you know, look, he's a large favorite there. He does have to deal with some wind, and it's obviously not the most ideal pitching environment. Uh, but I, I do like him here. Uh, so one thing, I, again, I like to look at the average exit velocity and the distance of the batted balls against. And very similar situation to Jake Arrieta yesterday. Uh, you look at his line drive rate, only 11%. Um, Hard contact around 20, which is manageable. I think the Sunny Gray is an interesting play tonight. You've been pretty on fire with starting pitchers lately. I'm just going, I, average exit velocity, you can hit the ball 80 miles an hour and get it out of Yankee Stadium tonight if you're a lefty. Now, Sure. No, you, you definitely can. So we have winds blowing out 15 miles an hour to right field, which is already like 275 feet from home plate. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a risky play. Look, it's not like a, a situation where I'm ready to lock him in in cash games or anything. Um, and then one other guy that I, you know, for the same reasons that I think I want to mention here is also Sean Newcomb. Uh, you know, again, not a name you feel great about, not a name you probably are tossing around to play on a 15-game slate. Uh, but the numbers all indicate that he could be an interesting play here. Oh, I think he's an absolute stud. The problem, and you'll get him for almost no ownership. He's going against Cindergard, which isn't great. Uh, he's pitching in that park, which is really turning into more and more of a hitter's park. But I, at 7,400, I think Newcomb is one of those pitchers, especially on DraftKings, that even if he doesn't get the win, even if he gives up three runs over six innings, he could get you enough points with your strikeouts to where it's an okay play. Yeah, look, I like Newcomb a lot on DraftKings. Uh, you're right. He's not going to be played because he's facing Syndergaard, uh, but I, I do like him there, and I, I like him a little more than Sonny Gray. And then also two other guys, uh, Jacob Judas. I really expect the Royals and Tigers play a doubleheader. I don't know how many of the older Tigers are going to play two games in a row, and like that's most of their only good players. 
Uh, I take that back. Nick Cassianos is good. And it's a matchup with Daniel Norris, who is just awful. So I like Junis's win potential. I like his potential to get deep into the game. I would imagine the weather's pretty favorable for pitching there as well. Uh, yeah, it definitely should be favorable for pitching. Uh, I, you know, I, I tend to agree. I think Jacob Junis is a pretty decent play on this slate. Again, not, it, it's hard to have guys where you're just like, yeah, I gotta play him because there's so many games to pick from, but he is certainly in the, the you know, on the list of guys I want to play. Okay, so we know we're starting off with Ryan Braun and Travis Shaw in both lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. I don't really feel like we've come to an agreement on what we're doing at starting pitcher on either site. Uh, are you wanting to play Verlander on FanDuel? I mean, look, he's the number one pitcher for me in the model, uh, just because Scherler, or, uh, Verlander, or, excuse me, uh, Scherzer and Kershaw are facing each other. So, you know, if you're paying up, I think it's Verlander or nobody. Okay. And then on DraftKings, are we going Verlander and Archer? Uh, yeah, I think that Verlander Archer is a good way to start on DraftKings. There is enough value plays that we can make it work. Well, let's talk about that then. At catcher, I know you already mentioned JT Realmuto is a good option at catcher tonight. I agree with that. The three names I had, Buster Posey against a lefty, if you are going cheap at pitcher. like I, I've, I've already built a couple of Archer-Junis lineups, and I think I'll probably build a couple of Archer-Nukem lineups, and those I may have Posey. Robinson Chirinos has a good matchup. I think my favorite, though, is the Royals catcher. I don't know who's going to catch the first game and who's going to catch the second game, but Cam Gallagher's 2,500, Drew Butera's 2,300 on DraftKings. They're both right-handed hitters that hit lefties better going up against a bad lefty. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I don't think that the Royals guys will be owned much in this game. So I, I do think that they're nice pivots. Uh, I do have Real Muto as the number one play at this point in the day, though. Uh, but I, I like both of those guys. And then the other name is Alex Sevilla. You know, that's the good thing about having 15 games is there are 30 catchers and they're not all very expensive. So we do have several viable punt options that are $3,000 or less tonight. Now, when we get to first base on DraftKings, Ryan Braun is first base eligible. I assume because of the pricing difference, we're locking Braun in on FanDuel only. And on DraftKings, we're looking more to play Braun as parts of Brewer Sticks. Yeah, I think that that's the strategy you need to take at this point. Uh, you know, like I, I like Braun a lot, obviously, uh, but the price point is a little too much on DraftKings to just be a core play in every lineup. Uh, so so I, I wouldn't be locking him in over there. So I like Chris's play of Justin Bohr at first base. I also like Jose Martinez against the lefty quite a bit. My favorite first baseman, though, especially on draft, well, really on both sides. It's a good value on both sides, I think. It's Joey Gallo against Felix Hernandez. Yeah, for me, it's going to be either Justin Bohr or Joey Gallo. Those are one and two in my model, and it's really not close to the rest of the field there. Uh, so I, I will be playing both guys where I can. Um, I, I, you know, look, if you're paying up for pitching, you might have to go with Justin Bohr, depending on what you're doing elsewhere. The only caution I will have with Joey Gallo is the wind is blowing in from dead center around 12 to 14 miles per hour in that game. Yeah, I think we locked Bohr in on DraftKings. It's more significant savings there. He's only $3,000. I think he's only $200 less than Joey Gallo on FanDuel. I'd just much rather play Gallo in that situation, even with the wind blowing in. He's got too much strength to worry about that. At second base, I like the value of Whit Merrifield. I think you're probably going cheap at second base, and there's four good options on DraftKings. Whit Merrifield, we've got Cattell Marte, who you could also play at shortstop. we got Jonathan VR, and then... My, maybe my favorite is Neil Walker. 
Yeah, I like Neil Walker. I mean, look, Neil Walker is definitely the cheapest and easiest way to get exposure to that New York Yankee lineup. Uh, he's a switch hitter, so he'll carry the platoon advantage throughout the game, which is always something you want to consider. Uh, it's just a nice benefit when you're getting a guy at 3,300 on DraftKings. Uh, so I do like him. I like Cattell Marte. Um, you know, even Daniel Descalzo still, I like to pick on Tyson Ross a little bit. And then finally, Jerkson Profar. I mean, if, if he's in the lineup, draws a favorable spot hitting first or second. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to completely ignore him at 2,700. Yeah, and only 2,200 on FanDuel. So Walker is a first baseman on FanDuel. We're going to lock him into our utility spot for now. It's nice to save a little money in that utility spot because, I mean, honestly, starting Braun, Shaw, Gallo, Verlander, we need some value and we need it quickly. I think we'll go with Cattell Marte at second over on FanDuel at 2,600. At third, I've locked in Travis Shaw. I'm going to play Travis Shaw in most of my lineups. Who else are you playing at third base tonight? Uh, not, not a ton of guys that are standing out here. It's, you know, out of all the positions, it's the most clear cut for me tonight. It's Travis Shaw or bust basically, uh, over here in my lineups. But if I need extra value, I will not hesitate to play Daniel Descalzo again. Um, I know that again, not a great name, but at 2,500 draws a favorable lineup spot, almost always hits fifth here. Uh, so I think you could do a lot worse. Now we've gone through four positions and not mentioned any Rockies or Cubs. We don't think it's a bad idea to play Rockies and Cubs. You should absolutely stack course field with cheap pitchers in at least one lineup. And you should intermingle cores options. Who's your favorite hitter, just regardless of position in that game tonight? Uh, probably my favorite hitter in that game is probably going to be Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant. Um, just, I, mean, I, mean, I think they're pretty clearly, in my opinion, the most talented hitters uh, there. They're getting the benefit of playing at Coors Field there. So those are the two guys that I would probably prioritize. Uh, but like you're saying, I, you know, I like them. I'll be stacking up that game. But they're certainly not showing up in, like, my early optimal lineups and not in my core group of players. I'll be, I'll be honest. I just wish the game would get rained out. Oh, it would be great. I would love for that game to uh, to get canceled. Now, although not, once I say that out loud, maybe not. You know, knowing that they're not in my optimal lineups and everything there, I literally, you know, it sounds crazy, but you might have an edge by just taking the stance on fading the game completely tonight. That does sound crazy, but crazy works sometimes. At shortstop, I really want to play Carlos Correa against James Shields. He's 5,100 on DraftKings, though. That makes it very difficult. 4,500, where we're even a little bit tighter on budget over on FanDuel. And I think the decision you have to make with the way we've set this lineup up, we can pick one stud. I don't believe we can get another stud other than Travis Shaw, obviously. So when you're choosing Correa, you're effectively ruling out Trout, Judge, Springer, and that group. That's probably a bad plan. Uh, yeah, I think that it's probably not the best plan. Um, you know, it, again, it depend. It does depend on the site, though. Um, you know, you're playing on DraftKings. Look, Jerks and Profar is also shortstop eligible, um, just like he is over there on FanDuel. So, you know, you've got – if he's hitting second, I don't see a scenario in which I cannot play him at $2,200. All right, so let's lock Profar in at shortstop on DraftKings. Let's go to outfield, and we'll come back to shortstop, because if we're not playing Correa, I don't really care right now. We'll figure it out. Is Aaron Judge the number one outfielder? I actually have Giancarlo Stanton above him, but they're both at the top. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think that your take is you probably prefer Judge over Stanton. Is that right? I prefer Judge over Stanton just because... 
And this is probably the way that I'll handle it until this information changes or until I feel like we have a big enough sample size this year to care. What I saw last year, Judge is a better hitter against righties than Stanton is. Stanton is a better hitter against lefties than Judges. And I just figure when, when it's a lefty, I'll play Stanton. When it's a righty, I'll play Judge. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. That makes sense. Uh, I thought you were going to use this as an opportunity to come at me for using some BVP uh, with John Carlos Stanton having such strong BVP tonight. Well, that's I like your model, obviously, was updated when I said that. Yes, definitely. Uh, no, it actually is just a little bit of a price play. Um, he's, you know, he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, so I do, I do like, uh, John Carlos Stanton a little more, uh, but I obviously like both of them. And I would rather pay for one of those than Carlos Correa tonight. Then tell me, cause if you're going to play Stanton, you're going to play at least one cheap outfielder. Who's your favorite value outfielder right now? Uh, at this point in the day, the guy that I'm finding myself using is Derek Dietrich. Uh, I think he's probably going to lead off for the Miami Marlins. Again, the Marlins are the best value stack of the night, in my opinion, getting that large park shift at Miller Park. Uh, it's just a really favorable matchup for them, and they're all so cheap that it allows you to play guys like Giancarlo Stanton. Okay, so we've got an interesting situation on DraftKings. We started off with Verlander and Archer at pitcher. We have Cam Gallagher locked in at catcher. It's possible Butera will catch, and then you'd save a little bit of money. Justin Bohr at first base, Neil Walker at second, Travis Shaw at third, Jurics and Profar at short, John Carlos Stanton and Derek Dietrich in the outfield. That leaves us $5,700. So a, a couple of different options here. We can just play whatever other outfielder we want, Trout, Judge, Betts, Blackman, whoever we want. Or we can go back and play Correa at shortstop. And have about thirty five hundred for an outfielder. Yeah, I mean, I, I like both strategies. Uh, you know, as far as thirty five hundred dollar outfielder goes, it's going to really come down to well, you know, we don't, need to see don't, a, yeah, don't look don't look at thirty five hundred out, outfielders because it's actually thirty three that we would have. Um, I, I did a little miscalculation there. I in that range on DraftKings, I like Malik Smith. I like uh, Marwin Gonzalez probably. But I think I prefer Profar and Judge. Yeah, I prefer Profar and Judge at this point. Um, the only way I would do it the other way is if you wanted to have a little exposure to Coors Field. Uh, Gerardo Parra is super cheap, 3.2K on DraftKings. Uh, he is questionable to play, but if he's in the lineup, I think you could do worse as a punt. Okay, I like that a lot. And then over on FanDuel, it's not, not quite as flexible. And it's because... We don't have one average price pitcher. We just only have the $11,100 Verlander. I've got Verlander, Gallo, Cattell Marte, and Travis Shaw, Ryan Braun, Derek Dietrich, and Neil Walker at Utility. We've got 3100 remaining per player for an outfielder and a shortstop. Do we want to go with another cheap outfielder, or do we want to just kind of find the shortstop punt? Um, at this point, I'm looking at the shortstop punt. Uh, if you do that with Profar, then you, you might have enough for someone like Christian Yelich, who we expect to be in the Brewers lineup here. A uh, little revenge game for him against the Marlins, if you believe in that kind of thing in baseball. Uh, Brinson obviously did last night, so maybe it's Yelich's turn to uh, kind of return the favor there. That's probably how I would finish that lineup out. Well, and on that same note, Lewis Brinson is $2,000 on this slate. So he is somebody, if you want another outfield punt, like, I don't mind putting Derek Dietrich and Lewis Brinson in the outfield together. We do have 4,000 remaining after playing Profar. 
That gives us a lot of options. Upton, Benintendi, Ozuna, Yelich. Yelich is your favorite out of that group? Uh, Yelich is my favorite out of that group, yeah, at this point. Uh, just wanting to get more exposure to Milwaukee there. I think it makes a ton of sense stacking up Shaw, Braun, and Yelich together. Okay, explain this to me. Christian Yelich is 3,900 on FanDuel? 38, yeah. 38, 38. Lorenzo Cain is 2,900. Doesn't make sense. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, in fact, if we had $100 left somehow, I would prefer to upgrade Derek Dietrich to Lorenzo Cain tonight uh, and get the fourth Milwaukee Brewer in there. Um, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that and see if there's any way we could drop Cattell Marte or someone else to you know, to lose $100 somewhere. All right, so we've got Verlander, Gallo, Marte, Shaw, Profar, Braun, Dietrich, Yelich, and Walker. And we made it through our first 15-game monster slate. Let's go win all the money, catch all the dongs, and we'll talk to you on Monday.